0: A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.
1: Hey mamas, welcome back to Not Your Mother's Podcast. Today we are talking to Kate Anthony. She is the host of the Divorce Survival guide podcast and the creator of the groundbreaking online coaching called Should I Stay or Should I Go. She is here to talk about divorce. She's here to talk about understanding the dynamics between you and your partner and where the work lies, how you can do your work, how they can do their work, how you can understand where the boundaries are and how to, you know, before you leave in a rush of feeling upset and frustrated to to really Dig deep and do your work and what that work looks like so that you know you're either staying or you're leaving, but with wisdom. It's an incredible conversation and I know you're going to enjoy it. Are you ever listening to the podcast and just say, oh my gosh, I need to talk to somebody about this? Or hold up a second, I have some questions. If you are looking for more support and more community and more discussion around all of these topics and so much more in the unsaid world of motherhood, come join us in our Facebook group. It's a private group of mamas having real discussions and real talks and sharing in real ways. It's called Not Your Mother's Podcast and it's a Facebook group. So come on over and say hi and just be a part of this community. We're here to support one another. We're not experts, we're moms just like you. We did the research, we read the books, we joined the clubs and the more we learned about motherhood, the more we realized how many things aren't talked about publicly. This podcast is for you if you're
2: looking for answers to match your experience, you ever feel frustrated with mom life and feel like you're doing it wrong, you're looking for your mama tribe that gets you, you feel misunderstood and overwhelmed with people's opinions, or maybe you just want a better understanding of what the heck is going on. The bottom line
1: is you're not alone. We also know that there's so much information on the internet and it can be overwhelming when you're searching for answers. So we've sought some of the best experts in their field to give you actionable soundbites, insight and support that you can immediately implement into your life. We're here to do it together. Let's get dirty and real and raw. Let's talk about it all. My name is Sonnet. And I'm Veronica. And welcome to Not Your Mother's Podcast.
2: Hey, Anthony is the host of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast and the creator of the groundbreaking online coaching program Should I Stay or Should I Go. Her programs help women make the most difficult decision of their lives using life coaching tools, relationship education, geeky neuroscience, community support, and deep self-work. She empowers women to find their strength, passion, and confidence even in the most disempowering of circumstances and helps them move forward with concrete plans to set on a solid foundation putting their children at the center, not in the middle, of all their decisions. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit more about your personal life and what led you to start working with women to help them make this really hard decision? (laughs) Well, I made it. (laughs) I made the
0: really hard decision. So about 10 years ago, Uh, I went through my own divorce and for probably two to three years before that, I was agonizing with this decision, whether I should stay or go. And really, I wanted a burning bush. I really, really, really just wanted someone or something, some, some, like, you know, I, I, I wanted a burning bush or Morgan Freeman, someone to come and say, (laughs) this is what you need to do. And nobody did that. And I was really bummed. And so, but ultimately what I really wanted was a process. I wanted a system. I wanted to, I wanted to be taken through a system whereby at the end I would really have clarity. And so ultimately I created that system and I created that process. And in doing so in, you know, ultimately everything that I I had a really volatile and uh, difficult marriage, it was it was really uncomfortable for other people. (laughs) It was super uncomfortable for us, but it was really uncomfortable for other people. And when we finally decided to get divorced, we were able to let all of that go. And we had done so much work to try to save our marriage and none of it worked. And what we ended up doing was putting all that work towards saving our divorce and being able to have a really amicable and loving divorce. And that's really what I help people do. I help people do all of that work to process their anger and their resentments and their blame and their shame and all of all of that charge stuff so that when you come to a place of making a decision, if you decide if you decide to go, you're doing it from a place of sort of releasing and just letting go and uh, and and actually from like a place of love, right, rather than you know, I hate you, get out of my life, all of that stuff, right? So it's really you're processed by the time you get to that place. And if you decide to stay, you've got tons of tools to help you heal that relationship.
1: Yeah, and that makes so much sense. So coming from a place of wisdom in your decision making, where you can like hear what's going on, and see clearly rather than just reacting and you know exactly yeah yeah
0: yep you're making an empowered decision and as opposed to a reactionary decision or a i just don't know what else to do decision right it's really a decision that's based on facts and evidence and healing and growth
2: yeah, because a lot of times you question yourself like, "Am have I done everything I can to save the marriage? And a lot of times you don't know, especially if you don't know if you're doing the the work or not, you know. So it's great that you were able to systematize it so you can know by the end of this, you're either going to be able to save your marriage or have the tools to be able to have a constructive divorce.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm really impressed with creating something like this. You know, it feels like this. Oh, we'll never get there. and never really know. There's no way to undo um, the work. Like you just have to kind of walk in the dark and you have really taken all those pieces and put them together into something that helps so many women.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it is. And people feel isolated and alone in this process, really isolated and alone. And one of the other things that I've created is a community um, that's amazing community of women who are all going through the same thing and is super supportive and loving and generous,
1: which is what we need, right? We need need each other. Women need each other. Yeah. So there are, I think, probably countless unsaids and unspoken in this journey that you've come across in your own journey and seeing in other with other women that you work with. What would you say is if you had to kind of take one of those out and highlight it is an unsaid and unspoken to share?
0: I think the thing that people don't don't talk about or don't understand really is that well, there are a couple of things for women in particular, right? That we actually deserve to be happy, and you know, it's and that's a radical notion for women and for moms in particular, and that you know we're so busy doing the work for everybody else, and we're so busy. Helping everybody else and making sure everybody else is happy and satisfied and fulfilled. And we put ourselves last, I mean, it's such a cliche, right? but we put ourselves last always. And I think what's what's really important for people to know is that if we put our if you put yourself first and and that could be your marriage too, like if you're staying, right? If you're in a relationship and it's healthy and happy, you're going to keep it that way by putting it first, right? We always talk about like, oh, we have to put our children first. We have to put our children. I actually don't believe that. I actually believe that the way that we put our children first, the way that we raise healthy, happy children is by putting our marriages first and putting ourselves first and putting our own growth and healing first. And then we create a solid foundation in which to raise healthy, happy children, but if we are constantly putting them first and ignoring our own needs and then we're resentful or we're bitter or we're angry or we're just unsatisfied that's not the model actually that I that we want for our children right that's that's actually not a healthy environment to raise healthy people
2: right yeah, right yeah that's where that do as I say, not as I do motto came from, you know, from how when we were raised. Great, right. And it doesn't work. <laughs> not at all. No, no. Yeah. I mean, my, I'm 35 and my two sisters are in their 50s. And, you know, from this podcast, we've been learning about self-care and putting ourselves first and putting our marriages first. And mm-hmm. I remember saying that to my sisters and they have uh, children that are my age and they were both like, what? Like, no, you put your children first. And I and I just yeah. remember being like, wow, yeah. it's really ingrained in women to say, like, nope, children first, and then ever, you know, then maybe your marriage or maybe not. And then you, if you're even on the list, is last. So yeah, yep. I totally hear yep. what you're saying.
0: That was a radical concept for me. That when my therapist, when our couples therapist told me that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right. He's like, you've got it all backwards, all upside down.
2: Yeah. When did yeah. it get that way? Like what, why don't women prioritize themselves?
0: Well, I mean, I think it probably started, I, well, we never have, right? I mean, when it, like you we could go back and then we can just keep going back and then we can keep going back. I mean, this is, this is the construct. This is the patriarchy. This is it,
1: <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it shows up like this.
0: Exactly, you know, in the nineteen fifties, when we became, you know, homemakers, and we, we, you know, got our little white picket fences, and we were all in our, in our single family homes, separated from each other, and the the sort of tribal aspect and the the village was destroyed by this American dream of the white picket fence. You know, I say that it's the white picket fence or our our jail bars.
2: Those are the right. things
0: that kept us separate from each other and started to disempower us because we gain our power from other women. We gain power from community. And but it started way before that. <laughs> right. mean, like, right. Let's go back a couple thousand years, right? Or at least a couple hundred, you know, when we started, when we stopped honoring women, when we, you know, when women became witches. You know, when when we were trusting our intuition and in our greatest power, we were burned at the stake.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's incredible. It's true. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it, may, it makes me want to cry when you say like we this is so simple, you know, that we are also entitled to be happy because you think that, but you don't act that way you know, it's like, I will get, I will be happy after I do these things. Let me first like take care of all of these people and these things. And then like, I keep saying to myself, I'm just in this season and I'll have my season again soon, you know, but like right now it's like newborn phase and all everything of this. And so I'm just trying to talk myself through feeling so out of touch with what makes me Thrive. Thriving.
0: Right. And can you imagine if you were living actually in a village where you had a newborn and you were surrounded by women who were taking the baby for you so you could sleep, who were healing your wounds, who were, you know, like feeding you? And like, can you imagine <laughs> like how powerful that would be? But instead, we're like, we have to do it all and we have to work and we have to like have sex right away again. And we have to right, We have to do all of these things that our culture, you know, tells us we
2: have to expect of us. Right. Yeah. And so how does this look like in a relationship? Like, how does our partners fit into this?
0: Well, uh, I mean, it's a great question. Wh- which part? <laughs> <laughs> well, just
2: like, I mean, if we had the village of support and because, you know, the, I think what happens a lot of times, especially as new, marriages and new families, like in the early stages of this new family dynamic, we expect so much of them as just partners, you know, yes. and that puts a lot of strain because they don't understand what we need or they don't even know how to support us, even though they might want to. Like, how does this play into wanting to leave their asses when they can't do it?
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question, right? And, it, and it's 100% true, right? What the What the white picket fence as jail bars kind of did for us was pr- trap us in this single family structure with one person to meet all of our needs. Right. And so all of the, all of the needs that we got met by women up until that point from like the, our spiritual, our, the camaraderie, the, like the intimate connections that women have with each other, like the real intimacy, all of that suddenly we're asking of these alien creatures who literally don't know. How do <laughs> right.
1: that, you know? Right.
0: And they're like, and they look at us with like, when we have like, when we're like, I don't need you to solve my problems. I just need you to listen and hear me. And they look at us like we have six heads because they are problem solvers. That's their job on this planet is to solve. <laughs> not that we're not by the way, but this, But it's in a very different way, right? That very sort of like masculine, linear, like, oh, you have a problem, I will solve it. And we're very feminine. And we're like, you know, oh, no, I have a problem. I just need to be witnessed. And they're like,
1: what is that? Right. <laughs> what <you> <laughs> okay, let me try that. <laughs> witnessed you, what? <laughs> you know,
0: like, what? So... It's true. We have we have very unreasonable expectations. And this is one of the things that I work on in my programs and with my clients is this breaking down, like, what's a reasonable versus an unreasonable expectation in your marriage? And what's a deal breaker, right? Because this is kind of where we're at, right? And so men have to stretch in this way to be able to show up on the, on the playing field with us, which is, I think, a lot of what you know me too has become about and right and 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 dismantling toxic masculinity and all of that is really about men showing up in a different way in a more vulnerable way and in a more feminine you know more typically feminine way and when i say feminine i mean the, i mean the archetypal not as woman and female but we all have masculine and feminine within us and you know so we're having to we're having to stretch and grow sort of as a species. We're in a we're in, I think, a really huge evolutionary stretching point as a species. And you know, we'll see how that goes for us. But you know, but yeah, it's it puts a lot of it, it means that we all have to be a hell of a lot more intentional and work a lot harder. Both of us. And yeah, this right. Where this is where this is where I my clients and the women I work with Are having a lot of trouble because they are wanting to do all the work and often men are sort of slower on the uptake here and they're you know nine i i nine times out of ten i have women saying to me but i've been begging him to go to therapy for years and he doesn't want it. he hasn't wanted to go now i'm leaving suddenly he wants to go to therapy with lucky landslots you can get lucky
2: just about anywhere
1: dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, you know, if by some chance there are any men listening, go. Go the first time. The first time anyone tells you that they, you know, need to go to therapy with you, go because she means it. Right. We We all have to do the work.
2: And also like you said something that really struck a chord with me about like women wanting to do it all. Like I, a lot of times I feel like I thrive when I do it all, but that means that I'm not, there's a part of me that I'm not listening to that fulfills me on a personal level, you know, because it's like, here I am being fulfilled by doing all these things for other people because it makes me feel good. But like, what about what if I didn't have to do those things that what makes Veronica, you know, outside of that to do list that I like to check off. So that means that I need to balance it out by, really finding the things that truly make me happy that truly make me thrive so then my partner would be able to take off you know share the load and he would be and I mean I feel like a lot of times when like the guys are willing to show up and do the work like they want to know how and they want to be able to be contributing members in that way but a lot of times we don't even create the space for them to do so
0: we have got we are so controlling (laughs) We <laughs> have got to stop it. Right. And, you know, this is, you know, if we don't like the way he loads the dishwasher, back away. Let him load it, quote, wrong. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> if if you don't like the way he does the laundry, step away. He's doing the laundry. Right. And we are, we're so controlling. And then we're like, I have to do everything. And they're like, but I I tried and you just told me I did it wrong and we have to st- we have to stop that. We have to stop. We have to allow things to not
2: be done our way. And like yeah, let's I mean, they do it wrong, but you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but they're doing it and that's where we where our work comes in, where we just need to give them that space and and be thankful that they're showing up in the way that they're showing up, especially when it comes to parenting. I feel like the there's a lot of rightness and wrongness in the in the parenting realm because most um, you know from what i've noticed is like most of the moms are the or the women are the ones that are doing finding the research and like learning how to do certain
1: things and then they come in here and then you're like no
2: you're supposed
1: to they think that they know that they have these like crazy ideas and you're just like i've i've done all the research please like yeah, If you want to come with me, come with some research, then, I mean, I
0: literally, go ahead.
1: I literally just had talked about this on my
0: podcast uh, last week where I was saying that, you know, we, we do. We do all of the research. And then my ex-husband comes in and he's like, I have instincts too, you know. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> But they're wrong. <laughs> they're not based in science. He's like, oh yeah, sure. A mother's instinct, like women's intuition, like blah blah blah. I have instincts too. And I was like, the things you're wanting to do are insane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're not based on research or fact. Because it's true. We do. We read all the books. We read right. all of the books. We listen to all the podcasts. We do all the research. And then and then we make then we throw it all away and decide what What feels right, 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 exactly, exactly. But then, but they just throw it away before they. They don't even do,
2: yeah. They don't even waste their time like we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. Oh my god,
1: hilarious! (laughs) There are so many freaking layers to this.
0: There are. There are so many layers. There, like, there are. There's and there's. You know, when you're trying to decide whether to stay or go, this is this really important to to just be able to discern what what's mine, what's his and what's just like, you know, cis hetero relationships. Right. And like, there is some universal stuff going on, right? There is, there is universal stuff that we all deal with. And that if you leave this guy, you're probably going to deal with it in another relationship because that's just sort of the way, the way things are. And it's important to know, like my program is broken down into three main, like, Topics, right? The first one is inner work. Are who are we? You know, who are you? And then the second one is like all the cultural stuff. All, and I have like massive amounts of research and education on all of the cultural things that impact marriages. And then the third part is the interpersonal, like communication skills, all of that kind of stuff. But we can't ignore the cultural.
1: We just can't. That it's like we we all come with our cultural influences to the relationship. So then it's yep. like taking those down for both of you is and really sorting out like what is underneath all of that and I'm uh, it's such a layered process I can only imagine because we we just were talking to somebody about baby proofing your marriage and talking about like 70% of differences between male I think it's just between people are unsolvable period 70%. So then it's like, okay, so then either you're never like, Mm -hmm. is it worth trying with anybody or like try, you know, it's like it just leaves you in a place of like, so are that 30% something that's just normal or is this a deal breaker or am I in a place where, you know, this is unhealthy for me or all of the different questions that come up? Yep. Yep. Absolutely.
2: So what, how do you decide if you should stay or you should go? Like, what's that? what's that timeline looking like if you are on the verge of divorce?
0: Well, I mean, there's no timeline, but there's a lot of work to be done. I mean, here's the deal. We, we all know that 50% of first marriages end in divorce, thereabouts, right? Mm-hmm. 68% of second marriages also end in divorce, and 73 or 4% of third marriages do.
2: Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> yeah. So... It is, yeah, it's startling. It's startling. And, you know, the research that I have done suggests that this is because we're not doing the work on ourselves to figure out what went wrong the first time. We're just, we're, you know, blaming our our spouse or our ex spouse for all of their relationship problems. We're getting rid of them. And then we're just doing it again. We're doing the same stuff because wherever you go, there you are. Right. (laughs) You're bringing all of your baggage. So if you don't do the work to heal all of this, not all of the stuff, like we're never fully healed, right? But if we don't do the work to figure out what it is that we brought, and also why did we choose this person, right? So, you know, my my, ex-husband, he was emotionally abusive to me. And I could have, I could sit around all day long and point the finger and cast the blame. But I was in the relationship with the emotionally abusive man for 10 years. Right. So what is what, you know, and, it, and as soon as I get out, if I don't do the work to figure out what had me choose him and I will choose him and I, and I have, because we're human, you know, choose him over and over and over again, looking completely different every time. Right. But at the end of the day, like, God, damn it, I did it again. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the lag time gets shorter each time. Like first it's ten years, then it's two years, then it's six months, right? Then it's two weeks, right? right. So You know, (laughs) then you can spot them across the room. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Not that one. one. Some of the greatest relationship advice I ever heard was: if you see someone across a crowded room and they give you that like crazy feeling, or you get that like flame, that like that thing,
2: run away. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go towards that. Do not go towards that. (laughs) That's so funny. Yes. Um, and so in one or two sentences, what do you want us to take away from this unspoken area of your expertise?
0: Um, I mean, really that it only takes one generation to break generations long patterns and cycles. If, if there is a history, a long history um, of these patterns in your, in your you know, ancestors <laughs> you know, before you, you, you can be the one. You can be the one to stop these cycles uh, for your children, so that nobody else has to repeat this ever again.
1: That's so powerful, incredibly powerful.
0: And that's that's a gift for your kids.
1: Yeah, it gives you a lot of courage. You know, when you feel like, I don't know if I can do this, and then you think about the children that you're raising and, and just, you know, I recently started going to Al-Anon recently. And I mean, I'm listening to these people like you who have just done the work over and over again and have been really changed the story. And, and you start looking and I had no idea what to expect going there. I just had no idea the introspection of yourself that that is that is Al-Anon, you know, and it's part of like part of what you're saying just reminds me of of that work because I'm just learning about it and seeing it and trying on the new idea of a, a lot of new ideas around that. Yep. It's
0: absolutely true. It's absolutely true, especially around addiction and alcoholism and everything that goes along with that, that this is a that is generations long. Right. Habits and patterns and trauma. And anyone who steps into Al-Anon or AA or any other any other way that people choose to stop that. Right. Because 12 step work is not the only thing is is stopping that for your kids.
1: Right. I see where people have shifted it and changed it. Their story. You know, they were raised in an alcoholic home and then, you know, or an emotionally abusive relationship. and. They kept picking that and doing the work, and how you shift that for your children. And you're teaching them a new way. I mean, it's such powerful, deep work. It
2: really is. It really is. And it also sounds like, you know, if there's a mom listening that is having a hard time prioritizing herself and because her children come first, this is the perfect way to put your children first. Like, know that you need to do the work because. If you don't, then you're going to pass this on to your children. And this is the greatest gift that you can give them is like a whole healed or, you know, as much as you can heal yeah. uh, mom.
0: Absolutely. This is why, you know, self-care and motherhood is so important because we are we are we are we are you're putting our own oxygen masks on first. We have to we have to we're nothing to our children if we're empty
2: and dead inside. Right. <laughs> really? Really? I mean, if anything, it's, it's more harmful because you're, you're modeling what not to do. hundred percent.
1: hundred percent. Absolutely. So in your Facebook group and in with your clients, what are some of the other things that are coming up for them? We've touched on a few of the, of the reasons why people might feel confused or not sure. What are some of the other reasons why people are either choosing to stay or choosing to leave or the hurdles that they're facing?
0: gosh, you know, there's so many. I think a lot of them are coming, a lot of women that I work with are being emotionally abused. And that is, I I didn't realize how prevalent it was until I started doing this work. And it's really building and growing enough self-esteem to be able to, hold ourselves as important enough to be treated well and loved in the way that we want to be and also in the ways that we are loving and we are wanting to love and we are wanting to give love there was a something i shared in my facebook group today about about that about how much we how painful it is when we just want to love someone and they kind of won't let us you know they're you know rejecting it in in all manner of ways And, you know, that's not to that's not to say that, you know, all 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 women just they just want to love like that's not. But (laughs) but but when you're being emotionally abused, so much of that cycle, that trauma bonded cycle is about someone else not being able to accept love because of their own experiences and their own. Trauma. So there's a lot of there's a lot of that that I work with that I deal with, and so it really is a lot of the codependent healing that I do. That's very similar to Al-Anon work. I mean, I'm I'm well trained in all of it, right? Because it really is about. Planting your roots so deeply that you know exactly who you are, you know exactly what you deserve, you know exactly where your limits are and what you want. And when someone comes at you with something that's just not in alignment with who you are, you're able to say, gosh, no, thank you. You don't have to be rude. You know, we don't have to be angry. You don't have to be bitter and vitriolic about it. But it's just like, "I'm no, I'm sorry, I'm not a landing pad for that. And really for any, for any questioning of a marriage, that's the most important starting point, right? The foundational piece of getting your roots so deeply planted that no matter which way the wind blows, you are strong. You're not falling down.
2: Right. Right. So how can a a woman identify emotional abuse? Like some people might be like, well, he, he means well. Yeah. And he might mean well, (laughs) but
0: if he's hurting you, it doesn't matter, right? Impact trumps intent. And if someone is hurting you and you're continually saying to them, ouch, that hurts, but they keep doing the same thing. That's not okay. Another way that, that we identify emotional abuse is looking at, looking at, at gaslighting, you know, are, are you being told that your experience of the world, that your personal lived experience is not real? Isn't, truthful isn't okay isn't valid that's a huge problem if you are um you know there there's i mean there's all there's many forms of of abuse right there's there's financial abuse right do you do you have access to your own money <laughs> are you being controlled in some way are you being separated from your family and friends are are there barriers to any form of freedom that's a problem in control. If you don't have equal access to your money, to your uh, to your freedom, to your friends, if they act one way in public and another way in private, you know, if you're leaving a party and being to, as I was, leaving a party and being told everything that you did wrong, that was embarrassing, and that you should do better next time to not, you know, be so embarrassing,
2: that's abuse. Oh my God. So can you, can you stay in a marriage that way? Like, is there, is there coming back from some, from that sort of abuse or is that pretty much like you should call it quits?
0: If the other person is willing to do a lot of their own work, this is not couples therapy work. This is individual therapy work. So if, if the other person says, I actually have a lot of trauma And I understand that the way that I've acted out in relationship is really unhealthy and damaging and destructive. And I love you. And I don't want to do that to you anymore. And, and they're willing to go to their own therapy to do the work to heal this. Yes, it's possible. That's very rare. And it's going to take a lot of work, (laughs) Right. right? So look, I mean, you know, emotional abuse is a whole thing unto itself, right? And there's, and it's so complex, But, you know, at the end of the day, if both people are willing to be in their own therapy, to do their own work and then come together and try to make it work, then yes. But both people have to be willing and both people have to be willing to do the hard work. If only one person is doing the work, it's it's just not going to it's not going to balance out. And that's like that's for anything. That's not even, you know, with that's not even that's true of (laughs) non-abusive relationships. Right. Right. If only one person is learning communication skills, that's you know, still gonna be a problem.
2: And so how does this work with like children, right? Because a lot of times you're like, oh my God, if they're this emotionally abusive and I leave them, it's yeah. gonna be a nightmare to get a divorce with them and you're afraid to lose custody and you don't want to deal with it. Like, how do you well, you're not gonna how lo- do you do that?
0: Yeah, you're not gonna lose custody. I mean, that's you'd have to be have to have proof of some pretty egregious stuff for you to lose custody. And, but, and one of the biggest things that that women uh, are afraid of is if he's abusive, to me, I'm here at least mitigating the impact on the children. Uh, but if I separate, then I won't be there to be able to control this. And that's actually a myth because what, what you're actually doing if you're staying in an abusive relationship like this, what you're actually doing is teaching your children that it's okay, and if you leave, you create a safe space for them to be 50% of the time. Whereas if you, if you stay, they are in an unhealthy and unsafe environment 100% of the time. Right. And so if you can create a really safe space 50% of the, at least 50% of the time for them to be in, you are protecting them. And you're showing them that like there's something outside of this. You know, I I remember when I first when I first got into Al-Anon, it was the biggest shock of my life when I felt like I had been handed a reality that was like it was like a I felt like it was a cardboard box and it was a very limited uh, sort of view of the world. And it had been handed to me by mostly my mother because she was sort of my biggest influence in my life. And for me, going to Al-Anon was like I was popping my head out of the box and seeing the this entire vast landscape that I never knew existed. And I, that's what that's what we're doing for our children when, if we leave abusive situations and create a, a different environment for them, we're allowing them the opportunity to see this vast landscape that they have no idea exists if we stay in this box.
2: Man. And so like, is there a, is there an optimal time to leave? Like in quotations?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess like when they're younger, it's definitely easier when they're younger because like I left when my son was three and a half and you know, he's like, he doesn't remember us together. It's sad that he doesn't remember us together, but It's also, it was, the transition was quite easy for him, ultimately. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't a cakewalk, you guys. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but, you know, we worked really hard to make it as okay for him as possible. And so when they're younger, it's a lot easier. Like the teenage years, that's hard. That's hard. I mean, that's a, that's a tough time. It's not impossible, but it's hard. You know? You know, and if you're like, I'm just going to wait till the kids go to college. Like, I mean, okay. like if if you're at a point and your kids are teenagers and you're like, I think I have to go and, you know, you've only got a couple more years. Like, all right, that might be the time, you know, that might be a better a better choice if you can stick it out, if you're safe. But if you're questioning this when your kids are like three or four and thinking that it's going to get better. Like it might with hard work, right? I'm not, I'm not pro-divorce by a long shot. I'm pro-healthy, happy relationships. And I want, right. I want women to be happy and satisfied and fulfilled in their lives. And it's not that I don't want men to be either. It's just that women need to learn that they can be. <laughs> it's okay. Right. More than men do. If you're at that stage when they're little and you're really questioning this, I would say, don't wait to do the work. Do not wait to do the work to really uh, dig into this for yourself.
1: Yeah, it makes so much sense. We we often talk about the journey that you go on as a mom and the growth that you have to do just because you want to show up for your child in a different way. And this is a part of that, you know, depending on how you want to show up as a mom, but being really present to what is and what's going to be best for your children, even though it it's very difficult to do the work and stay or to do the work and leave. Either way, it's work that you have to do. Yep. It to, is. A, as a mom, I mean, we, we do that in so many, so many capacities, not just our marriage, you know, but. yeah, Yep. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I mean, to me, that's the human condition, right? Like. Right. We're if if you're a human and you're not in some kind of process, then like, what are you even doing here? Right. <laughs> like, like, what's the point? And I get that, that. That's my values and my, you know, perspective. I am a life coach. So, but like, really, we should all be in process. It's Heavy stuff. It is. It, it is. It is heavy, but it's
1: so, it's so refreshing and hopeful. Maybe hopeful is like, not the right word. It's just, it's grounding to hear that there are, ways to work do the work you don't have to just find your way th- in the dark and there's so much support and we may not have tribal villages but there are villages out there for you and you've created that and you know and that there's a lot of resources for you and your partner to work through things or to you know healthfully separate things as you have done and you're here to tell us all about it so, <laughs> I am. pretty amazing. I am. yeah thanks so this next section we want to just talk to you about your motherhood journey you've shared a lot about that in terms of your marriage and what are you doing differently with your child than your parents did with you that you're you're you know making a proactive yeah uh, effort to make a difference
0: Like actually doing the work. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Right. I mean, look, we're the first
0: generation. We're really kind of the first generation that has access to this, right? Up until the, you know, probably the 80s, right? Therapy was for like really messed up people. And, you know, so we're kind of the first generation that has the sort of free access to this kind of work. And coaching has only been around for like 25 years. So, you know, I'm doing the work. I'm really, really doing the work. And, and I can see the patterns and the generational patterns from, you know, alcoholism and drug addiction and all the addictions that came in my family tree from all the, you know, all the branches in my family tree. And I'm, and I'm, I'm cutting that off. Like I'm, I'm, and and so is my ex-husband, by the way, you know, and we're both doing a lot of work so that we don't pass this stuff on to our kids for another. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. It's also so exciting. I mean, it's really like what moves us and motivates us and it's uncomfortable. But like when you actually are like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. This is just what it is. Like it's actually invigorating.
0: Every time I get uncomfortable, I'm like, oh, oh God, there's something else, and I have to go back to therapy and like, you know, start digging into. I'm like, oh, great, there's another layer of that freaking onion that keeps on peeling forever and ever. ever. (laughs) Okay, fine. And then I go and I do another, you know, another layer. You know, right. But I'm grateful that I get to. My God, I'd be a wreck. I'd be a wreck. (laughs) Yeah. I'd be in the fetal position, like probably <laughs> drowned in alcohol, <laughs> and, you know, some, some kind of numbing, some other numbing agent if I didn't have the you know, opportunity to do this work.
2: Right. And uh, share a house rule you've established in your home. Yeah. I don't have a specific house rule.
1: Well, that, it's probably something more like, you know, we always communicate or like we, it, name our feelings or, you know, something where it feels more it's probably not like a make sure you take your shoes off.
0: Yeah, I have a teenager. So naming our oh. feelings, like we used to do <laughs> <laughs> 14 and a half now. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, you know. so
1: We're just like trying to have a conversation.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're I'm literally like, hi, I, I exist. Do you want to just like watch TV with me? Like right. my rule now is like, <laughs> a meal and just watch. sit with me. <laughs> Talk to me for five minutes. Like you're not allowed to grunt is my local. <laughs> my, my newest house rule is grunting is not... Not conversing
1: <laughs> oh my gosh we think we have it rough now with like toddlers and infants
0: oh whew. yeah but i mean it's great it's great i mean i love i love watching him become a real like person on his own like it's super cool super cool
2: that's awesome yeah and what are you most excited about right now
0: Uh, I'm most excited about, I mean, I, I, it's so geeky guys, but I'm so, I'm most excited about my work. I love, uh, I love the work that I do. I love the women that I work with and the women in my Facebook group and the women who are like putting their boots on the ground and doing this. Like, it's super exciting to me, super excited. And I'm excited that the, that the conversation is shifting for women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. what's most exciting to me is that this conversation we are at a tipping point and this conversation is shifting for sure.
1: Yeah, you really have created something here all on your own that's so powerful and I mean you no know, I've looked around on your website and just all of the resources that you share and the courses that you offer like you really have tapped in here to something and it's incredible work to do on your own. Yeah. <laughs> wow. A lot of work. Like we have a pod, we're two moms, like we're two one brain between the two of us. So it's like it's a lot of work yeah. to do. It is a lot.
0: It is a lot. And it's it's very fulfilling. And thank you for for digging around and and for acknowledging it. It is. It's a lot. And I but I love it. Like I, I mean I would have to, right? I'd be insane if I didn't love this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so is there a gift that you want to share with our audience? You know, the gift, I think,
0: well, I have a quiz that you can, that you can take a should I stay or should I go quiz, which is on my website. I also have a podcast and a free Facebook group. So I have lots of free resources for um, anyone who may be struggling with this. Everything is on the homepage uh, of my website, too. But I think you guys are going to have access to the quiz, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. We'll email that to, to them once yeah. they opt into the show notes.
0: Yeah. And that's just a should I stay or should I go quiz. And what comes after that is a lot of really important information. Lots of email information
2: coming to you in your inbox. So the awesome. quiz. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Uh, okay. And so this last section is called Mama Has a Minute. It's meant to be short and sweet. Are you ready? Yep. What is your favorite form of self-care? Therapy. What is the best parenting advice you've ever received? Ditch the books and listen to your baby. Share your favorite parenting hack.
0: Uh, Put your relationship and your self-care first.
2: What is one product your child cannot live without? (laughs) His Xbox. (laughs) Sadly. Uh, Recommend one book and share why. Mm, Fed
0: Up by Gemma Hartley. And it's all about women and the mental load.
2: And finally, share what motherhood means to you and the best way we can be in touch.
0: Motherhood, again, I hate to be a broken record. It means doing my work to heal generational trauma so I don't pass it on to my son. Uh, and so that we can break the cycle once and for all. That's truly what motherhood is for me. That's the big, greatest gift I can give to him. And the best way we can be in touch is by, uh, you can take, by taking my quiz, by joining my Facebook group and by listening to my
2: podcast. Yay. We'll link all that to the show notes. Thank you so
0: much. Yeah. Thank you guys. This
2: is awesome. Yeah. Great conversation. Thank Thank you for the work you're doing. Wow. She is like a wealth of knowledge.
1: Yeah. And just every layer that there possibly can be. I mean, it's like, you don't know until you know what else there is underneath there. So then you're like talking about how to make a marriage work. And then you're talking about emotional abuse. And then it's like, where are your boundaries? And it's just, there's so much there to unpack if you're somebody, you know, in a position of looking at that stuff.
2: Right. And that's the whole key is like, if you don't if you're not in a position to look at that stuff and you're to leave this marriage that isn't serving you, you're just going to end up in the same situation. And the statistics that she shared about how much marriages don't work, oh my <laughs> God. if you don't do the work is crazy. Like 50% and then 68%. Like and 70 then 70 percent 70. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. My like, oh So it's like, do your work. I mean, we always are talking about yeah. doing the work, but I think it's amazing that she's actually outlined like what the work looks like because sometimes you're like, I want to do the work, but I don't even know where to start with that. Right. Well, you started her quiz and you can get that. Not Your Brother's Podcast at T.O.
2: <laughs> and type in Kate Anthony. We'll send you that quiz. It's, I'm I'm going to take it just for fun. I don't want to scare Paul. Paul's going to be like, why did you ask so many questions? <laughs> <laughs> you're so engaged in this conversation. I'm like, you better watch yourself, fool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, he's yeah. great. If you love our podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. You don't know how much a review helps us and helps mamas just like you find our podcast.